0: gentlemen boys and girls what'd you just throw the empty can oh no, we got garbage being strewn I apart this like is
1: kobe <laughs>
0: <laughs> r.i.p uh the legend ladies and gentlemen boys and girls welcome to the sap as always it's your boy dave neal and tasha courtney hello, hello. how are you
1: doing good how are you mr dave
0: i'm doing very you looked at can how's it going someone i've been in quarantine with for nine months
1: now <laughs> we're we're are you sick of me yet
0: well i uh i've learned how to take the dog for a walk let's put it that way i learned when to go outside and leave you alone i think you know that's all you can do yeah that's all you can do in a global pandemic
1: you just take the days as they come
0: my question is when will we be able to just like go out and see somebody and not have to reference the global pandemic like when is i it think not it's gonna, gonna be, be a long time 2028 i mean like how? no
1: less than that i think it like 2022 the pandemic will be over. Life will start to get back to normal. You
0: just bummed a lot of people out just thinking it's going to be till 2022.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's like a pretty realistic estimate. I think we're, we're still going to have like workplace sort of like protocols, having to wear masks, having to wear masks in restaurants every time we go anywhere. I think I think it's going to be a long time until life looks like it did last year.
0: I just want to complain about other things. Non-related oh, <laughs> to global pandemics.
1: Mask me. Yeah,
0: I want to. I want to just be upset about the Red Sox sucking. You know, I don't know. I I kind of stick to a lot of very minute things though to keep my mind off of it. I feel like you know, like I still like follow you know the Patriots and uh, you know even even just building up the YouTube, trying to do. Basically, whatever we can do aside from things that are restricting it, like I could spend, I could have spent the last six months complaining about not being able to perform stand-up comedy, which sucks. I've built a lot of joy around making jokes and trying to make people laugh, but uh, it's just not happening right now.
1: Yeah, you gotta, just like we said, the first things in this that we said in this podcast, you gotta take things as as they come, and that sometimes means like transitioning how you like express yourself creatively.
0: Yeah. And that's all you can do. And creatively speaking, we've, uh, we've created a lot of space on the couch to watch Netflix. <laughs> we've been, there has literally been no better time to have a global pandemic. We upgraded to the 65 inch TV. Like, can
1: you imagine like the Spanish flu? They didn't have TV.
0: I bet you Parcheesi was just, they were just like playing the (laughs) the board games.
1: Oh, board! Want to redo the puzzle? They probably barely had books in each house. You know, like if you were a poor household, you probably didn't have books. Maybe you had one.
0: Yeah. And you didn't have like, you know, central heating or central air conditioning. You just were sweaty or cold. And And when you
1: wanted a a meal, you had to butcher your own deer. You know, like you you wow we just like uber eats i know we have <laughs> really eats and netflix yeah this is a privileged pandemic it's been a That's pretty uh sure.
0: pretty basic pandemic yeah i know Two hundred thousand people have died you know but but that aside you got a lot to con a lot of content you can watch on netflix we watched uh we're powering through schitt's creek you know we're on the final season of that Boy,
1: i love that and we're it's just like sad when it's over it's just
0: like they say get through season one And then you'll be good to go. It's like if you're in a relationship with someone and the sex isn't good, just keep going. Maybe (laughs) you'll get better. Schitt's Creek does get better. I can't speak about, you know, sometimes
1: you just
0: got to explore a little bit. You got to explore. And they, it's so funny. So we've, uh, we're finishing Schitt's Creek. We've got. Um, Is this
1: our flicks of the week? Flicks of the Are week. Are you listing off all of the things we watched on Netflix?
0: Well, week? I think well, let's all let's all assume everyone's got Netflix, or they're or they're also stealing it from their buddy Darren. What's up, my man? I know you don't <laughs> listen. I'm stealing your Netflix. <laughs> Darren's like, I don't watch, uh, you know, 90 Day Fiance. You do now, Darren. <laughs> uh, everyone's got Netflix. So, but there's so much junk on there.
1: You have one literal alfalfa hair. Do I? Yeah. Oh. I've never seen such a perfect alfalfa hair in real life
0: go to the YouTube folks on it's out accident there. well the hair is coming back but yes yeah, so we've got the flicks of the week so I think I think it's important though uh, there's so much junk on YouTube that all you need is you a good recommendation and you're in
1: but you can't really even trust their top 10 list
0: you can't trust rotten tomatoes because there's plenty of things I love that are a solid. Dumpster fire on Rotten Tomatoes. Sometimes you can. So, yester last night we watched David Attenborough's latest uh, project. It's like it's kind of like Life on Planet Earth. It's 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 um. I I pull it up here. It's called David Attenborough: A Life on Our Planet. One hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's
1: really good. It's really sad. If you were to give David
0: Attenborough at ninety four years old a negative score on Rotten Tomatoes, I want you off this planet. You don't belong (laughs) on David Attenborough's planet. He's ninety four. Okay. He was. Are
1: you sure he's ninety four? Yeah,
0: you wanted me to look up his what, what you no, were
1: born? No, I just he he looks Dave, very spry. Yeah, for he looks, 94. well. That's what
0: you get for traveling and living your life. David Attenborough, age. So he, um, yeah, ninety four years old, British broadcaster and naturalist. So he's been exploring the world since the fifties. He you know? truly
1: lived in the golden ages, like. When I was little, we had a subscription to National Geographic, and all I wanted to do was be one of those people who got to go to those places. Like, I wanted to work for Nat Geo. We have our old Nat Geo av- Let me episode we can plug. Let me
0: interject. Every every guy's first pair of boobs he saw was in a Nat Geo, okay? I'm just telling you. That's the facts. We didn't have cable. But, like,
1: it just... It- it it blew my mind to think about these pl- far off places that people had barely been to, you know, that are barely touched by man. And uh, yeah, that was literally my dream. I think that's where my passion for travel comes from. But by the time I got old enough to be able to go to those places, they don't exist anymore. It's like Jimmy Buffett. A pirate 200 years too late. I'm serious. Like, our planet doesn't have wild places anymore. Are comparing
0: David Attenborough to Jimmy Buffett? I'm
1: saying... Because I like that. Born in the uh, wrong time. I actually
0: like that comparison. I like that comparison of people that just... You know,
1: you have a dream. Like, something that, like, your soul feels meant to do. But, like, yeah. Watching that movie last night was, like, really very like, sad for me. Well, and
0: I don't want to spoil the whole thing, but as I knew going in, this would be a movie that uh, expressed a lot of the sorrows of what's going on with our universe, but also, it ends with a little bit of hope, how we can move forward, but um, times are are done where we can't at least... Uh, we have we have to at least acknowledge the issue. So when when he was uh, trekking around, you know the the, um, the as vast... a young guy,
1: he was literally like no. w- he was around when air travel became a thing. Yeah, he's
0: literally in a balloon in a balloon <laughs> <laughs> floating around the Serengeti. But he, you know, you know, uh, the, you know, the wilderness was seventy five percent of the world, and now it's in the 30s. So in his own lifetime, he saw he saw half of the wilderness gone. Now it's farmland and cement. And it's just it is wild, and um, part of what seems to be maybe his one of his last projects. I mean, you have to be realistic. Is like this is this is a man who's not happy with with you know where with what we've done with what we've done, and you know without blaming you know you a thing you can blame anyone. You're just wasting well, it's time. It's a
1: complex problem. I don't think it's like one of those things where you can point fingers. Although you can point fingers at like ten people. And like 10 (laughs) companies, you can point fingers at them, you know, those people that put (laughs) profit above like the environment. But yeah,
0: and hopefully, though, it'll, it'll be profitable to do the right thing because I think with as far as the world's concerned, if as long, once you make solar energy profitable and once you make it profitable to be uh, eth- a certain um, you know ethical practices, then you'll see the system bend in the direction of um, of being sustainable. But like he like he mentioned, if if it, if it's not sustainable now, it won't be sustainable in five years or ten years. So what are we doing? And that's kind of the world we live in. So we watched at David Attenborough. That's a high recommendation at 100% run tomatoes and then and i just don't get how they get all these shots you know they got these zoomed in shots of birds dancing like somebody spent a year sitting in a hut you know just alone
1: no i mean yes they have teams of people that like go out and capture this stuff but i think a lot of it is like set it and forget it sort of like trail cams except really really nice cameras that like capture seasons changing and slow motion and sunsets and flowers blooming so what was
0: our third flicks of the week we had we had uh, David Attenborough. We had Schitt's Creek. Two very different ends of the spectrum, both worth it. We and then, watched that Sour watch? Grapes, oh, that sour wine, grapes. which
1: made me drink four bottles of wine this week. That was I mean, a fun I literally one. haven't had any alcohol, and I've been sad about all the wines that have been sitting on our shelf Guys, over here. Tasha and they're is half empty. off it's the half wagon. Empty. Well, I'm, I'm now, supposed to start my spoil. I don't
0: want to spoil, don't spoil Sour Grapes, but it is a flicks recommendation by Tasha and Dave. It is uh, a story about the high-end wheeling and dealing of the wine industry, which is a Bunch of people that have too much money, <laughs> too much money there, and then there's some counterfeit wine that gets floated around. That's let's put it that way. That's that's something I think I can say. You spoiled share. it. That's not the spoiler, that's
1: you didn't know. N- I mean, I knew that no, was no, gonna, no. that's where they were going, if it's but in the trailer, you didn't know where that was going. If it's in the
0: trailer, I'm not spoiling you. and The whole trailer was about you know, uh, sour grapes. Come on, it's not about ripe grapes, it's about sour grapes, it's about you know, convincing idiots that wine's worth more than it is because it's being sold as this, uh, you know, kind of. I've never been, I see that I don't I have ego in certain ways but I don't have ego with like my I'll I'll drink the 2 buck chuck I have no problem with that
1: Well that no actually p- comes from pretty good stuff so yeah, most Charles of the time Shaw. right I
0: mean we live in California we're in wine country I mean it's all being burned down right now that goes back to David Attenborough moving on but uh shit's creek yeah literally because of David Attenborough wine country is turning into shit's creek uh global warming so uh, by the way, if, if I've weeded you out with this so far, you're not going to like the rest of the episodes. I'm trying to be less political in nature. Uh,
1: it's hard. After, I, it'll be nice uh, come November will it third to like would stop having to think about or talk about politics so much but it's just you know it's on the forefront of everyone's mind with the upcoming election so I've, i it'll be nice to get back to our regularly scheduled programming but in the meantime i would love um it's hard to avoid
0: if social media had a filter where you can filter out anything political like, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm doing a political free week. I know who I'm voting for. I don't care to change your opinion. I <laughs> think
1: your Facebook feed would be empty.
0: <laughs> no, my mom. My mom actually posted a video I was just watching. And whenever I go, my mom posted something on Facebook. Immediately, I like, hold my breath. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's like when you get a breaking news announcement on TV and you go, oh, boy, where are the nuclear codes? So my mom posted something completely irreverently funny. And I was like, oh, this is so. So I commented on it as my way of like rewarding her for being like, yay, like this isn't this wasn't. <laughs> racist not that that's ever an intention but sometimes you know things can go in a, in a direction where you go wow that's woo. You know, woo, <laughs> okay. and that's where we're at uh but yeah so we so we've got plenty to watch plus tuesday uh bachelorette starts
1: Woohoo! so we're
0: back on the Bachelorette. this is going to be the first bachelor uh 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 season during the pandemic so the pand when the pandemic started was was right when uh, they were supposed to i think start filming this season that got pushed back you know they would literally were like you know they got 25 dudes they're all screened for hpv and herpes (laughs) not hpv they're not screened for that but they all they all do take these std tests before they can be on the show but of course no one was ready for covid so they had to completely stop and i think recast it now uh, so they air, they shot the whole season at like La Quinta Palm Springs or something at a resort. You know, normally they float around to like Geneva and you know uh, you know Budapest. So dollars. they're not
1: going to be traveling. No traveling. Oh man, that sucks. It's if like a jury. It's like jury duty this season. Yeah. I mean, that's a big perk of why people go on the show. Like, yes, you get Instagram famous or whatever, but like you get to check like five countries off your well, list. Well,
0: I like the idea of sequestering them in one location because now it's kind of like Big Brother. Oh man, no. Yeah, it's cabin fever. Everybody's going to go stir crazy. I want GoPros in the camera, in the portraits. I want like a vase to have a mic in it and you'd think you're, you know, I want every inch of this place covered. And you know what I would love? I would love if they, if Chris Harrison did this, if he set up like safe rooms where like, look, there'll be no camera guys in there, but he knows full well they've got like, you know, the whole place bugged just to get, just to really get people, you know, because they're all polished. They kind of know for the most part, Um, not to you know, I mean, you know, they they talk trash and drama starts, but what what happens is you get a season where you've got a bachelorette. Her name's Claire. She's been on past seasons, and you know, the winter game. She's kind of ran the whole gamut. She's done the Bachelor in Paradise, whatever, uh, some some of those things, and then now she's thirty nine. So while she might not be old in the you know David Attenborough way of measuring old, she's the after oldest after the
1: past few seasons of seeing a bunch of twenty year
0: olds. Yeah, you get these, these girls get like McKenna. 21, who like is just blogging and complete like the hormones that these young women have. I'm not saying Claire's not going to come out with her own, you know, y- y'all don't, And know we'll get into the men, men, we've got our own rage issues and all these other issues, but y'all women have hormones you bring into this thing i mean it's like ramped up you've got you're not arguing with me you're not i'm
1: just saying like we have people like chad and whoever else like all these roid rage
0: rage ptsd like i
1: i would say i mean i don't know i guess we would have to ask like one of your friends who actually like works on the show but i i i'm sure that the men's seasons are just as Oh yeah, well, drama filled
0: my as buddy, the um, women. My season. buddy Leo, who did the podcast, he was the bachelor villain uh, du jour, you know, and he's a relatively jovial guy. You might think he's a douchebag or whatever, but you next thing you know, he's drinking on a beach and he's fighting one of the guys. <laughs> it's like, what? A- like, would I be? And that's what we have to ask ourselves. You know, every psychologist you talk to, and I've listened to like evolutionary biologists, they always say, like, look, and this might sound heavy, but they go, look, we we all possess the same ability to 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 do what happened in Germany. We have we all have the ability to do something awful, and
1: like sizzling a fly with this
0: fly Exactly. <laughs> so we have we had a fly outbreak, a little bit of a fly outbreak. Tasha comes in. I don't have him with me with two tennis rackets <laughs> that are just voltage. You know, like these things have built-in batteries, and she kills. And, I, and I'm in the other room, and I go, "Hey, babe, did you just kill like 19 flies?" And she's like, "No, one. You held the fly in." To the racket. Sometimes
1: they like bounce back. It's like they got defibrillated. You, is it
0: over there? Can you go grab it? No,
1: I come on. No, let's
0: I'll, not. I want it. So, so it's. um, but, you know,
1: it's true that like I am very much a normal, even keel person. I'm always polite. I'm well behaved in a work situation, which I imagine is what like being on the Bachelor, or Bachelorette would feel like. You know, kind of like a work situ- situation. You're putting your best face forward. You know, you're on camera. You're gonna be chill. Someone's going to snub you and you're just going to roll with it. Right. But every once in a while, I imagine myself like getting out of the car. Like when someone's being a bad driver, I imagine myself like, just getting out yeah and kicking their tire or something i don't know but
0: But on the show you can't you you, yeah you you, i'm just
1: saying like i i consider myself a very even kill person i
0: don't (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about
1: but i do i think you're right that we all kind of like we're all just all this close to a snap
0: but see you you you're you're the counter dependent type so you wouldn't call someone out you'll you would just end them with your eyes You would just look at them and be like, I'm never going to talk to this person again. So I don't know if you would make for great drama, but you would be the one that other girls would be jealous about because you would walk in like not even trying. And literally, I mean, you're you're beautiful. You wake up. You look beautiful. I wake up just like... Uh, you know like uh, crow's feet and you wake up and you're just like i'm just like not feeling it today and it's like that head is just flowing and i feel like some you know some women would would look at you as the threat because you would just like be yourself and say something like you know wh- whatever have fun and
1: thanks for hey, these welcome. compliments i'm really digging i like that we can talk about you.
0: hypotheticals as we're engaged here but um <laughs> your
1: future bachelor and bachelorette you're careers. getting too
0: old if, you, if, I, if i leave you or if i get s- struck down you're getting too old to go on the show but you still have
1: is that you, your strategy? You're just dragging it out. Now we've got a pandemic. No, no, We're literally well, going to not be married. Well, thanks to
0: Claire, you're now you would now be a young buck. You're a young buck out there, but um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I don't want to spoil the show too far. I think everyone knows what happens, but but I I don't. Uh, apparently, she might meet a guy early on, and they have to replace. You know what I mean? They might have to get a new. Yeah, that's
1: what we've heard. We've
0: heard this. We don't know, but she might have to meet. And if because if if I mean, imagine if you meet a guy and it's like second episode, and you're like, "No, I'm good." It's like Claire's like, "I'm 39. I'm not (laughs) waiting 12 episodes to propose. Call Neil Lane. Bring him in. I'm gonna go have kids. I got three ovaries left. How does that work? Three Uh, ovaries, whatever. (laughs) I'm not part of it. You tell me. She's got a couple ovaries. They're on the, the shot clock's running. It's time to shoot your shot, ladies. So she's out there. The biological clock's ticking. She finds a guy. She's like, "I'm done." Then Chris Harrison's got to be like, um, "Can I postmate?" And luckily, no one's doing anything. He literally can choose any past contestant, and she's be like, "Ready?" You know, everyone's got their bags packed, ready to go. So they bring they bring it. They might you might be a multi. Do you um, think
1: that this is really what happened, or do you think because some I feel like. Bachelor, bachelorette, they put out their own like rumors. You know what I mean? Like yes. to to put people off the path. But here's the
0: thing because they're shooting at one resort, there's no like going to Bangladesh, you know, on your uh, you know episode 9 and hiding it. It's all in Palm Springs, 2 hours th- that way. So so they knew like this stuff was leaked months ago. You know, these people are obsessed. So I've been following it and I'm I never follow the different levels of drama, but as some people know, I've been following the Colton Underwood drama. So, while we've got the Bachelorette season about to launch on Tuesday, I'll be doing the recaps. I do every single recap there. And this year I'm going to be doing um, live comment reading after the recaps. I'm going to be doubling up on my episodes. It's a quarantine. I'm unemployed. Leave me some slack. Watch the ads. Don't skip the ads, please. So I so I make a video about the Colton Underwood situation like a month ago because he was uh, called out by TMZ that uh, Cassie Randolph broke up with him. He was the Bachelor from a few seasons ago. She broke, or maybe the last one. I don't know. No. Um. Now Peter Weber was after him. So so Cassie Randolph was dating him, not engaged. She broke up with him, and then she got a restraining order against him because she found a device that was tracking her every movement. I found out due to a penal code in California. I know my penal codes now that you cannot track somebody else's car unless you own their car. So unless it's like one of your employees and it's your car, you can't track them. So because of that, uh, she got a temporary restraining order. Judge granted it October 5th or 6th this past week. She was supposed to go to court. Now, the night before the hearing, where basically she's going to show the evidence that he was tracking her. He was uh, stalking her in her driveway at 2 a.m., texting her friends. He made up a fake phone number to text people. I mean, real that no-brainer psychotic stuff. Um, the night before the restraining order hearing, she files a police uh, report uh, against colton because before when it's a when it's 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 a it's a different sort of jurisdiction it's a different matter if it's a police report so because a criminal right like you can you can get a restraining order against someone who hasn't done something illegal like it's not illegal to be in a alleyway at 2 a.m but you, you should still get a restraining you know what i mean so 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 nothing really too illegal was n- none of the other things that were happening were illegal like it's not illegal to make a fake phone number and text people uh, and it's just weird you know at some point it, it does become a threat which i guess is illegal but the tracking device is like a well, clear right the tracking device was like a clear illegal thing that happened so we talk about it on the podcast because we talk about relationships dating you know we've all we've all had these experiences where we've Dealt with um, domestic violence in one way or another. You know, like I've mentioned, my mom's, my dad was um, sort of abusive in a way that my mom left him when she was pregnant with me. So it's been in my it's been in my sort of subconscious uh, thought my whole life that I have a father who has since passed away, but post traumatic stress disorder, didn't know how to deal with his anger, manipulation. Just you know, these are the things that existed. But with that, my dad very charming very likable guy. You would like him a lot if you met him. But... When it's the object of your affection, you don't want to lose. That's that. Don't want you know. You strangle your pet hamster because you don't want to let it play. And then you kill. Like that's what obsessiveness is. It's if I can't have it, nobody can. And so she gets. So she files the police report the night before the court hearing. So of course, what I thought would happen was that the lawyer showed up to the court hearing in a Los Angeles Superior uh, Superior Court. Yeah, that's what it's called, right? Whatever it is. And um, and they delayed it for another month because you don't they didn't want colton to show up and basically incriminate himself in in two different settings so they have to get they have more stuff they need to get together before they can come together but right now i mean he's he's there's a temporary restraining order against him he can't uh, buy a firearm he can't be within 100 yards of her i mean it's some pretty heavy stuff and we're talking about it because these are people that exist they're humans and they're also like in the public eye. So I'd make a video. Next thing you know, it's, it's got three million watch minutes this month, which is insane. And I don't say that to brag. I say it because there's this, a market of people that want to talk about their domestic violence situations. Well,
1: I think, uh, a, a lot of women know just how common it is. And I, I don't necessarily think that guys know just how common it is. Uh, I I would say that most women either have experienced themselves or no one who has experienced um, domestic violence, intimate partner violence, harassment, a stalker, something of the kind. But I don't know necessarily that men know of this going on like amongst their peers or their friends.
0: It's you're right that like for, for me as a, and, and I got a comment from someone saying, oh, I couldn't believe, uh, you know, I had my mustache. I forgot I had this mustache. I grew. So someone goes, I did not think I would actually respect the opinion of this mustachioed man. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I didn't even realize that that was the thing that like, I, lo- maybe I looked like I'd be like, no man, she was asking for it. But it's like most people, um, want uh, others to feel safe, and they just don't understand. Like a lot of guys, I had a stand-up bit about how the closest I've ever been to being catcalled is when I wear a Patriots hat on, and people are like, "You think Brady's gonna do it this year?" Like people, only time people yell at me is if I have my Red Sox hat on. You know, like I don't like as a guy, I don't get I don't get hit on all the time. I don't get talked to in weird situations or like looked like constantly up and down.
1: Being bombarded yeah, by so, sexual advances, right?
0: So it has to be like an interpersonal like conversation. Like the last time we talked about this on the podcast, you shared your story of of um your your personal uh time dealing with 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 that violence and it's it's humbling to hear but like men have the ability to be o- to overpower most women, M- most men can overpower most physically. women physically. They can they can um they can uh, and a lot of times if the if the man's the one working the job and the wife or the girlfriend's at home or taking care of the kid they can hold the money over them. There's a lot of scenarios in which you'll use whatever you can to manipulate the other, and it's it's not a good look. And and I guess it hasn't been talked about enough. It was one of those things you almost take for granted. We've done the podcast for five years. We talk about this stuff all the time, and then I post a video it does well. And people go, Oh my gosh, I can't believe no one's talking about this. And they go, I thought we've all been talking about this. I, I
1: I don't know. I, I, well, like I said, I think a lot of women understand how widespread this stuff is, but maybe there is a level of shame associated with being on the receiving end of that sort of treatment. Like, it, you know, it's something that like you might talk about with a close friend or two, but it's not something that you're going to be broadcasting on a platform that you've been like a a victim of intimate partner violence. Like,
0: and what is that? Is that the feeling like like you were responsible for choosing this type of partner? You know, like the the shame is always when you you take you take a personal sort of um i
1: don't know what it is ownership i don't know. I think over it, which you or embarrassment you know uh i th- yeah i think it's just like sometimes you uh, i think what,
0: what could i be thinking for, that i stuck for with me that guy personally
1: it's like yeah like why did i put up with this for so long why did i wait so long to ask for help why did I, you know it's like you kind of are, are like retracing your steps thinking man i should have seen this coming i miss so many red flags
0: and look i don't take any credit for this for this conversation happening, but 3 million watch minutes is a lot of people watching. And I would estimate that just as many, as many minutes were spent by people typing out their story. I'm talking like I'll open my comment section and then it's just a story. And it's like, Oh boy, this is like heavy. But in every single time it's women, it's it's they're empowered by sharing their story and realizing they're not alone. And it's almost like, Again, again, not in any way, this isn't what I want to be talking about, really, but it's there we've all dealt with it. And the fact that they needed a mustachioed man to be like the guy who's like, maybe just, it's one thing with with a bunch of women talk about it, but maybe it's another thing of a guy's like, yeah, look, yeah, no, 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 there's issues. Like men, men, you know, we've got to own up to like letting love go and learning how to communicate in ways. And I don't want to get into the whole, like, while we were raised a certain way, it's like, we are who we are today. We need to move forward in a way that we can just talk about it. I would love it if any of my buddies had obsessive thoughts about their girlfriend leaving them and they pinned her against the wall. I would love for it. You know what I mean? No, like if this is happening, guys want to know about it to be like, bro, look, man, like, let's take you on board. Like I always use Colton as the example because I'm like, look, we like, why does not he not have the buddies that take him out camping and be like, dude, this isn't the You can't, this isn't healthy. You need to get more hobbies, and and we talked in the videos. Move
1: about on from this relationship. Purity she's not culture into it anymore? Yeah, she's, let it go.
0: Like, what are you trying to like? What are you trying to prove by tracking her? Finding out that she that if if you like, even by googling, or even once you go on Amazon to look for the tracking device, it's over. It's too far. You're thinking about a tracking device. The trust is gone. It's too far. So you don't need the sort of like conclusion to the story. It ends there you don't trust her for whatever reason maybe she thinks you're needy for whatever reason you gotta move on but the fact that this like didn't burn off and then it was reported from like sources so take it for what it's worth it was reported that like he still thinks he can win her back so it's like what I mean at this point it's full no contact my lawyer's gonna talk to your lawyer and now because there's a criminal case potentially so what has to happen is the um you know if filed a police report it gets brought up the chain for the like the, uh, the attorney general or whoever whoever it is that prosecutes it. the prosecutor has to decide if there's a case there. Now, you look at the serial number of the of the um tracking device and if it's bought by Colton or somebody in Colton circle, you got a case there. Now, can you prove that Colton was the one to put it on? I mean, it's like, come on. You know, you know, they they obviously don't want to prosecute a case unless they can win it, but uh, to save everyone their time and money, I'm just surprised he hasn't just admitted to it. Do the time, whatever it is, you're better like Colton would be better off admitting he put the tracker on, assuming he did, versus having to find out the hard way. And then literally start, start a podcast and talk about it, Colton. Talk about your pain. Talk about all you are feeling. Interview other people that have been through obsession. You know, call it obsession. Call it p- whatever you want to call it call it whatever, but it's like, if you're, if you really want to live a charitable life, he has a charity, right? If you want to be charitable, share your story about how you've suffered this way. You're not alone. It's toxic love addiction. It could be, bu- you know, who knows? And not
1: everybody goes. wants to put their private stuff and their personal stuff on blast, but it's true that like they're,
0: he'll never work again without it.
1: Well, I guess I, um, yeah, I was just thinking, you know, there's a real opportunity there for him to like see the light, Get some therapy, share what he's learned. People
0: would forgive him, as crazy as it sounds. People would forgive him if you were like, look- I'm not going to lie, quarantine, my whole life was built around this community that I'm now like not a part of. Um, I, I'm no longer playing football, which I put all my whole identity in. I, I believe that- People
1: like a redemption story, but they want to see that somebody's actually doing the work.
0: And no one's heard a thing To make from
1: amends, him. to do better.
0: Right. Yeah. So it's like people, and you know, like comics, right? Comics are, you know, I surround myself with people that have violent, vile pasts. I mean, real messed up people, but they talk about it. They talk about like like who they were, where they've come from. I'm talking about thieves, felons. You know, uh, we, we, الد, comics are no worse than other people. They just talk about it in a way that doesn't have shame. Find something, I mean, I share some really shameful, just embarrassing things on this podcast, but it's like, all right, well, what are you going to do? Like I've, I, I'm, own, I'm owning it. I, I, I've never, I've never put a tracking device in someone's We're car, but I've cried myself to sleep beings. and I've gone weeks without eating. All right. Because I was so sad and uh, I love addicted. I've gone to codependence, anonymous meetings, trying to find out like how to overcome just that horrible feeling, you know, like I've never wanted, but I've also had common sense to know when I wasn't being loved, <laughs> you know, like, it's like, if you, if you know someone's not showing up to the table and doesn't love you, it's like, it's like the book, he's, he's just not that into you. I mean, what other signs do you need? But unfortunately, maybe he's getting bad advice or I also didn't have to deal with like social media where it is now. And I wasn't famous. So like, I can't imagine those things to the ego, but, um, but yeah, so anyway, we should move on from it, but I wanted to give an update for whatever it is. So now because she's made it a, a sort of, because I don't mean she's made it like she shouldn't have now because she, she decided to pursue police charges by being tracked because God knows you might think that's okay at first, but who knows in three years, if you wake up in the middle of the night, because a branch hits your window and you're freaked out, you know what I mean? You don't know what sort of,
1: well, it's, that's not cool. It's against the law for a reason, right? Like, these are baby steps that lead up to big steps. And it happens to lots of women where it starts out with something small, something a little bit questionable, just a toe over the line. But that's, you know people test others about their limits right and their boundaries and she has established boundaries and she has said no more not dealing with this gonna pursue this in the legal channels and i'm i commend her for it because it's tough to do yeah. it's it's challenging it's scary it's embarrassing
0: and a lot of people go well she you know she led him on because she wanted the fame look no n- whether no. whether that's true or not it doesn't matter what she did because none of that is part of the discussion.
1: To be, uh, afraid and abused like that. So yeah, I uh, am really proud of her for uh, for coming forward and, uh, and luckily taking she's care got, of herself. She's
0: got like a family, like these these a men good and not, not just men, men and women. Is her sisters, her dad, her brother. I mean, they set boundaries. Her brother's like, look, I don't. You know, Colton was texting her brother. And, and the brother's like, look, I just want to make sure you're okay. I saw you in the alley last night. The bro- and then the Colton tries to complain. The brother goes, look, I just don't think this is my space. Like like he and he's like a teen, right? So like he's done a very good job setting boundaries. And the family seems to actually be quite, uh, you know, intelligent with with all of this, and not just some like pitchfork grabbing. Like they're like, look, this needs to be a paper trail. God forbid Colton were to commit a worse crime on somebody.
1: Yeah, not just her, but another girl in the future Cassie is not just protecting so herself say? but she is protecting future
0: women It'd be blood on Cassie's hands if if in the future colden escalated his issues and even even worse like in in the sense I married somebody and then in and then the and then the wife just like took it right just t- because for all the people that are like Cassie or like had the had the support system to get out there's that sad number that that either bad things had to happen or they spent years just stripping away who they were at their core you know my mom was a different person before and a different person after my father. That's something, you know, that's that's heavy. That, that, that doesn't just go into my mom. That goes down to me. And it's something that's like, no, this is, you know, shine light in the dark places. It's the greatest disinfectant. We talk about it. So, because I know I get, I get a little bit of nonsense from people going, why do you keep mentioning and talking about it? Because people keep showing up for the conversation. And that's not what I want to be talking about. Um, in, in these, in the sense where I want to ma- be making jokes about the bachelorette and, and the sleeves, the guys wore and the too short and the, the job, whatever. I want to make fun of all the weird irreverent stuff. I want someone to be like, stop body shaming these men. That's, I want to be, that's where I want to be making their really stupid haircuts, whatever. But instead we're like talking about this real issue. And, and if she didn't do the police report, then, then, um, and now if they don't, if they don't prosecute it. There are, it's almost like the, the 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 state of California is almost liable if, if this guy goes off the rails again because they have the chance to prosecute something that's like a smoking gun. Just so sim- and and again, it's labeled as a misdemeanor, so he can only get up to 364 days in jail. I my guess is he admits to it and gets a hundred hours of community service. You heard it here first. That's it. Community service, you're gonna be stuck on the highway in traffic, and you're gonna see this six foot five white guy with jacked is arms picking five? up. He's a big dude. He played uh Played in the practice squad for the he Raiders. He does not
1: look like he's 6'5". He
0: jumped the fence. Did you see that? He's a big guy.
1: I would have thought 6'1 maybe.
0: Will you promote the Patreon? I want to just do one more reset for the next show. Sure.
1: Patreon.com slash the sap. Patreon.com slash the sap. T H E S A P. That is the place where we are doing all of our extra content. Uh, Dave's putting out one episode a week, right? Of extra content. I think yes. you've promised too. but I think you tend I to over two deliver to a month exactly. When
0: I'm three to four a month but um it's, but
1: that's the place you can support us because this is pandemic life so we are living on youtube
0: revenue i want to shout Patreon. out Ma- i want to shout out michael in mexico <laughs> michael in mexico for a 50 dollar. He, he donates 50 dollars a month it's really impressive and Deirdre sent me 50 bucks when i when i had to get stitches on my hand i mean these people are very generous we're we're here trying to do our do our thing and we always appreciate as an indie podcast everyone's donations and now that we're on youtube we're making the youtube revenue. So big shout out to all of our YouTube fans, Jen, I shouted her out last week and Rhonda and all these people. Plus Asma, they're all out there. A lot of, a lot of our listeners and uh, viewers are over there in England and Texas and Vancouver, Oz. I mean, we yeah, really, we really appreciate, appreciate all of appreciate you guys.
1: your support.
0: Uh... So yeah, it's been interesting getting back into, uh, into, um, into YouTube. And of course I follow, we, we've been looking at the housing market in California. So we follow certain YouTubers. I, I was listening to an advertisement um, for VRBO. Is it VRBO or Verbo? I think they
1: say Verbo because Vrbo. I was actually they're doing a contest where you can win like a five a vacation worth five thousand dollars if you share a family photo and hashtag them i have always my whole life said vrbo but this like ad said verbo which is either way
0: they had an ad and i I like wrote it down it was an ad for remote learning they were like you don't even need to be at home to remote learn so it's basically because of the pandemic they're targeting kids to be like ask your mom to go on a vacation (laughs) you know as long as the Verbo's got wi-fi you can learn from anywhere and the, and it's been funny because everyone's talking about relocating. Everyone's looking at where they live, why they live there as a stand-up comedian. Yeah, I
1: mean, we've done the same thing, right? We're looking around our less than 600 square feet, thinking how, you know, we pay more than a mortgage in my home state. Yeah,
0: and you pay. Yeah, you pay. You pay a premium. Like all my stand-up com- comedian friends in New York, in New York City, they paid a premium to be doing stand-up in New York, and that's not happening. So every moving company is just just moving people out of. Yeah, Brooklyn. why would
1: people want to live in a high cost of living place if their jobs? Are now figuring out how to make it work with remote workers.
0: So we just watched Graham Steven. He has a YouTube video about why he's leaving California. So as a quick update, Graham Steven. I'm already talking like him. He does a lot of this, like <laughs> <hands>. very, <laughs> This is
1: your new. Like, every he's time. like,
0: just he got like Trump hands, but he's no, he's a nice guy. He's a he's a um, multi millionaire, young young thirty year old real Started estate out guy in
1: real estate. In now Los he quit Angeles.
0: quit his real estate to really just work on his YouTube because he's blown up so much and his video why he's leaving California is only two days old. it has got a million views. I mean, the dude's making hundreds of thousands Which, a month. Which, by
1: the way, like him or Tara Michelle, like somebody who's left the city, like we could use an upgraded space if you want to rent us your apartment yeah. affordably. Like if you're trying not to price gouge somebody. Yeah, We're Graham, really I'll, a lot of your flowers.
0: What do you need? Come <laughs> We're on. We're
1: really nice, reliable people and we'll take good care of your place if you want to. Give us an affordable apartment. So
0: he wrote, it, he made this whole, uh, I wanted to call him out, but in a way where I wouldn't change what he's doing. I, I would do what he's doing if I was in his shoes, but I still wanted to call him out because he's leaving uh, California and he mentioned all these reasons why, but it, it boils down to him saying basically, look, it's I can make my money anywhere. Live here. I'm going to save $400,000 by moving to a no income tax state. So he's moving four hours that way. He's just he's just going down the road. I mean, imagine if I was like, Tasha, I need you to move to Vegas Lots for four people range. I
1: mean a, a, a friend of mine was raised in Vegas Vegas is a nice like housing is relatively affordable you've got nice weather right. like you ha, Vegas is fun you still have like city vibes the way you do here you have good shopping yeah good you go to the burlesque like,
0: show you can yeah. go see Top, whatever and you can have a double the size place for half the money but so we did the math you could literally take a private jet to get a seat on one of those private jets
1: like jet suite X yeah or to
0: Vegas and back for a thousand bucks every weekend and still save 350 grand a year so obviously where we are we're not not slaying it at that level (laughs) subscribe hit the like button whatever but uh, watch and i know someone's gonna be like you're talking about him to ride his coattail buckle up we're riding coattails that's all youtube is is me Oh, you want me to talk about joe rogan i'll put him in the tags but um we uh we you know it's he's moving there with his girlfriend but he goes the funniest part it's like look call it what it is yeah i understand your tax money is not worth what you know i mean i i don't we we can't walk the dog in the alleyway we talk about it too much but there's needles everywhere and homeless guys and uh, our, our our dumpster was blown up twice twice. <laughs> this month. twice um it's 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 chaos but we we benefit i benefit from living in los angeles because i'm I, I need to sell a script i need to go meet somebody i need i'm in the I'm in that bubble still, but, baby, but now you best
1: believe the second you sell a script or the second that YouTube is making enough money or my blog or whatever that we can live anywhere else. Yeah, of course. Get us the F out of here. I
0: would just as much love us to keep this studio for when we're in town and just show up, be in town and then leave. I, I'd be happy on an Airstream, just hitting up barbecue joints on route 40. Ooh, baby. I'm all about it. But right now we're here. And, and of course with stand-up closed, there's no, Performing for me live, and we've just been, but uh, so I get what he's talking about wanting to leave. The funniest part though, he goes at the the very end of the video, like 11 and a half minutes in, he goes, uh, Just so no one worries, I'm gonna keep the same set in my new Vegas house as I will in my Los Angeles house, just so it doesn't change anything up. And then I'm thinking, Oh, bro, that's you're just gonna be in California. You're going to be in your like current. Say
1: he has permanent residence in Vegas. Yeah, and be here most he, of the time he
0: makes all of his money from the same uh, from the same like garage. I mean, setup. he could
1: absolutely just build the same studio there. Yeah. Just that, that's what I, I,
0: mean, I would do. I put green the IRS
1: can't tell which videos are filmed. And where. then
0: I, but then we were thinking like, get does the I- VPN. Yeah. We were thinking, does the IRS know like, well, you uploaded these videos from California, you're paying state tax. And also we say IRS, but this is state income tax, which is 13%. So at his, at his amount of money he's making, it's $400,000 a year. This doesn't even factor in federal taxes so that he's, you're already giving your money away there. And, and a lot of people in the comments say, Oh, i used to live in california i pieced out like it's a it's a complicated situation we don't need california to get into is a nice place we spent the afternoon hiking with deer going but we were in the in i let my fantasies
1: run wild about properties here places to live nice neighborhoods not just the beach you know it's nice like little if, rural family neighborhoods
0: if I, the taxes if 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 they could just audit the whole situation and just fix it, then it would be like, of course people want their taxes to go to good yeah, things. It's n- just, they built a, a building right here for a homeless. It's not going to help 20 people. It's like not, it's like the issues so much uh, greater. And, and it, and it also annoys me that, that, that because there isn't like purchasing power with all the States, that's only like peace out going to Texas. And it's like, cool. But if every state adopted similar sort of social policies, we wouldn't have like people taking a train from Portland to LA. There's no train taking a bus from Portland to LA. I don't because, know that that's
1: like, I mean, everyone says that that's what people do. They like ship their homeless to California. I don't know if that's they really did. true, but it, besides all that, Besides all that taxes and services and whatever, uh, it's just very unaffordable to live here. It's very unaffordable and it's a complicated problem. Uh, You know, we've heard that like it's really hard for developers to build here because it's very expensive to build here and there's a lot of like zoning issues but it's just very expensive to live and I think a lot of young people who are already sort of disillusioned because they lived through the first... housing crisis and recession millennials graduating college at a time when there are no jobs available i mean it's literally set them back Wage most majority the majority, class is gone, the majority of, of millennials have been set back for a lifetime they will earn less than their parents the first generation to not earn more or have a better standard of living than right. their parents wealth
0: only is built through through generational and, like um you know inheriting really Well, and... I mean, don't get me wrong. There's exceptions, but we're talking about like people that can't freaking But we're talking about like
1: a generation of people that like had to move to cities to find jobs, right? Had to because the jobs just weren't available, available in their rural community. So they moved to these high cost of living places to just be able to have a job and earn some money. And and maybe they're earning higher wages because they are living in a higher cost of living place. But it's not keeping up with like the way ho- home values are going like right. we cannot save fast enough yeah, to be able to afford it, yeah, it would, right when, the, when your home's going up 10% in value every year you know like inflation's just not it's not keeping up you can't save fast enough to live here so I think for a lot of young people who are serious about you know just trying to like put down roots with the benefit of being able to work remotely, it's it's it, it's an opportunity for them to be able to move somewhere else and actually make it happen, buy a home, put down roots, start a family. Like,
0: but it's like, yeah, it's just it's just weird that someone like Rogan, who I respect his decision, can you know signs a hundred million dollar contract, probably more, with Spotify, and of course he makes a lot more than that with all of his other projects. So by moving to Texas, his eighteen million dollar mansion paid for just paid for on the decision to go from this piece of land to that piece of land and you can't fault someone for for playing the system like graham said in his video it's not becoming like you don't see the fruits of your taxes being paid off you see it getting worse my buddy i've got i've got buddies that have companies in other states we talked about this with the panama papers how like in delaware you can have a po box for your corporation so so clinton and 1500 other politicians all have the same you know mailbox at some apartment building in delaware is this what you know that's a completely different issue but it's like it's like the semantics of state by state issues means no one's there's no like solving any of these problems it's like you should you know california should have That money spent in a much better way, but they're just it's just getting worse. The pandemic just exposes the greater issue. So you've got people that are making their money online, saying, "You know what? I'm out." And a lot of comics do this. They move to they move to cities where there's a good, you know, so many comics. You know, before the pandemic, you're on the road all the time. You're better off living in Columbus, Ohio.
1: Man, I mean, and (laughs) the money you would spend to buy a literal fallen over shack here could buy you a mansion anywhere else on acreage. We could have a Basset Hound farm, babe. (laughs) We could have an orchard and a Basset
0: Hound. Hit the subscribe button we're getting (laughs) Basset Hounds. But you got Dave Chappelle, one of the greatest comedians of all time. Right, he lives in Ohio. He's got a commune in Ohio. But but when last time I saw him was in Santa Monica in a sports car, a two seated sports car with two chicks in a you know a mini dresses. I'm like, oh, this dude's living right by by being able to be footloose and free. You're able to travel to different places and and um, I wouldn't you know if someone if someone offered me the chance to move out of California for that type of price, I'd probably take it. But we're here pursuing our dreams. We're here rubbing elbows with with other people in the entertainment industry, and it's like you know no no I don't want anyone to feel bad for for my life. Life decisions. We've, we've both, we met and lived in New York city. There is a beauty to living in a city. There's art. There's, it's just right now with all that stripped away because of the pandemic, you take away, um, yeah, it theater. used to kind of
1: balance out. You're like, Oh, I kind of live in a dump. It's really small. Uh, you know, I broke all the time, but I have all of these wonderful things that I get to take advantage of because I live in like the center of, a very cultural city and now all of those things are gone so it's really you know it's a a stark contrast no
0: offense to northern Kentucky but you would lose your mind with the you know well should we go to the dress barn or the (laughs) Starbucks today which one I love dress barn and Starbucks you know what I mean but it just you lose your identity in certain parts of the country where it's been taken over by all the same companies with the same fonts it's all the same if you
1: have the funds to build your own compound and I think that's like what the dream is like buy yourself some acreage, have your basset hound family, have your orchard, and and build up everything that you need. I need a big ass swimming pool. Well,
0: that's what you um, need
1: a margarita bar. Yeah. Uh,
0: for sure. You
1: know, like <laughs> I want
0: white trash heaven.
1: We can put a a, a nice podcast studio in the garage. So I'll tell you what,
0: I'll bring the tequila. Uh, invite us to your uh, Las Vegas lair there, Graham Stephen. <laughs> but seriously, I would do what he's doing. But like, I, I also would didn't have the the um... Uh, ability to wax poetic about the reasons. It's like, come on, buddy, you're saving a lot of money. You're getting out of town. I mean, so much money that he's not even getting rid of his vacation home, which is his L.A. residence. So, like, I get it. It's like, look, I don't pay much in taxes. Here we are. Uh, But, um, you know, God, I just I look forward to that day when I can make that decision. Just put on that 10, what's that, 50-gallon hat? How how many (laughs) gallons? 10 gallon. (laughs) gallon? I want a 50 gallon. I want the Dumb and Dumber version. I want to be out there, like, only buy the essentials. I come out with a pogo stick, one of those sticks, and the Big old hat and uh, yeehaw, baby. I'll go to the stockyards right away. I'll be eating brisket all day. But yeah, you've got like um you've got like uh, Doug Stanhope, a very funny stand-up comedian based in Bisbee, um, New Mexico. And he's just bought it. I mean, you know, buy these homes for like five grand. You know, these are like he's got like eight homes. He, he has a compound. He has that's that's where he does his thing. And it would be nice to get to that part. That's where we're going in some ways with the gig economy, where we're going to places where you want to be able to work from anywhere. You want to, be, you know, like I I would love it if you're like if you get hooked up with some gig in Cork, Ireland. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm gonna find a comedy club in Cork, Ireland, and I'm gonna be that weird American who has the funny accent to them. Like, sure, I would love that. We're j- we're circus performers, Tasha. That's all we are. We're Great. it's like right. We're setting up where you know you get you get the hairy armpits, you'll be the chick with the hairy armpits. We're circus performers. But where you it's like we're so we're so dug into this life that there is no going back to corporate or like some company that's gonna provide you healthcare. That's just not in the books. So it's like double down on living your dreams and don't be tethered to anything or anywhere that's gonna stop that. That's what that's the one thing this pandemic has showed me, has reminded me.
1: Yeah, I think uh, for me, it's really... forced me to have to like define my goals, like well-defined. And then you get creative, right? Because when your goals are loosey-goosey and you just kind of want a little bit of everything and you're free and going with the flow and just whatever, will all work itself out. That's great. That's a fun way to live your life, but you're not taking defined and actionable steps to achieve your goal. So when you can well-define your goal, when you can fine tune, like zoom in on exactly what it is you want. Then you can you can see clear pathways on how to get there, on how to achieve these goals. So you start getting creative and working towards them.
0: I'm going to work with what you just said. I'm reading this book. I wasn't going to promote it. It's not a sponsor. It's called the 90 day screenplay. And you know what I love about this? Aside from being five days behind, <laughs> I'm like, I'm on day 86. Uh, uh, we, what I love about this is there's all, there's all these days where they have you write certain things about your screenplay you're writing. It has nothing to do with the screenplay. And the guy says, the guy says, you know, what's his name? Alan Watt, that you're better off. Knowing information about your characters and not needing it versus not having that at your creative disposal. So what? It, so there's days when I'm writing about the protagonist and the antagonist, and I'm always wondering, like, Tasha, if you randomly found what I'm writing, you would think I'm a nut because I'm writing as the protagonist. But I'm like, my parents didn't love me because this and that. And you write it, you know, this whole backstory. And the key, in the key to it, is you're building this world in your mind so that when it comes to writing the actual story your subconscious is doing all the work. So with visualization, it's important to talk about wanting that villa in Italy. It's important to shout from the rooftop all of your goals that, w- that we want to be able to make $50,000 a month on YouTube. That's important because you need to be able to know that and stew that in the crockpot of self-actualization. I say crockpot because we're making bok choy tonight and I can yeah, smell it. baby. So we- you want that crockpot of life working so when I'm just living my daily life, we had. Petra Kolber on the podcast, previous episode, click it, find it. She wrote The Perfection Detox and she talked about rumination and how to stop ruminating rumination or ruminating how to stop it so so your brain will think of the same obsessive thoughts 90 percent of the day well what if you made those thoughts positive what if you made them the 50,000? all
1: more- that brain power onto your dreams and aspirations so
0: i have to do that by writing the screenplay just to be like oh yeah that's how you know i'm building this world in my head so that the creative flow can almost write itself i'm just kind of creating the outline for it and then i'll let my subconscious work on it and that's what we're doing by visualizing we're letting our you know our subconscious work on on these creative goals that we have while putting the work in as well. You know, you have Mm -hmm. to, you can't just be thinking of a YouTube hit. You got to make the video, you got to do all the work and all that. And, and then it'll all pay off. So, um, that's, I mean, I kind of, I think we kind of hit the end of that topic, but the 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 case study for talking about this on our podcast, episode 411, I believe this is, which is insane. Wow. Just cracking them up. Uh, by the way, if anyone wants, um, I'll leave a link to all the podcasts, the full podcast playlist, but also the clips. So you can check those out. If you want to watch the video version, a lot of times people will find a podcast, it'll be a good story, but then they got to go do laundry. Well, you can just go to sexactuallypodcast.com or just type in the SAP SAP is short for sex, actually podcast. So just type in the SAP on any uh, podcast app and you'll get all these episodes. So you can listen to the audio version there. I prefer YouTube at this point because they're actually paying us ad revenue. I'm just done promoting the audio. I know a lot of people will listen first, which is fine. But if you do want to comment on the discussion, go to the YouTube and leave a comment there. But yeah, help us
1: out in the algorithm. Yeah. And I
0: don't say any of this with, I don't say, talk about any of this for any guilt. I mean, I'm so fortunate that we had mentioned in the previous video that, um, I my subscribers just doubled this week. It took me five years to get to twenty five hundred subscribers. You're on a roll,
1: baby. Maybe you can double again next week.
0: Please do. Jeez. I mean it Oh, took me f-
1: let's say some prayers. It actually. took me five
0: years to get to twenty five hundred subscribers and I'm at fifty five hundred. Um a week later, 10 days later. So yeah, High five. Two, two weeks later. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. Yes. So the 50,000 a month, it's, it's an option. It's something where they were trying to spread our message, but we would like to, you know, be footloose and free and travel and be able to share our message of, um, you know, just, just, um, you know, kind of almost being, uh, the proof to the pudding of self-actualizing and building our own product as it were, and, uh, sharing the, sharing the good news, um, and all that jazz. So, uh, I want to promote Tasha's new blog that we do called we are to Da is Tasha and Dave. We are Tadatravels.com is a blog. is writing all these uh, uh, blogs about our trips to Thailand, um, uh, Colombia, uh, uh, Catalina, Catalina, Mexico, All the Canada. random fun places we've gone. It's been a good few years, yeah. project that has been a seed you've, you've, you've planted and talked about.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's really always been my passion and I've just never had the time or energy or bravery to kind of actually take the reins and go after it. But the quarantine pandemic left me with lots of time on my that hands. You got nice
0: laptop. You and got the nice little doodle device yeah, for your graphic design. Yeah, I needed some
1: creative outlet. So I finally uh, took the leap. And yeah, I made a new website with a new blog. I'm b- back... I'm going back through the archives of our photos and our trips. And unfortunately we have lost photos for a couple trips from a hard drive failure, uh, but
0: uh, don't buy your laptop on Craigslist, <laughs> but um, <laughs> your laptop shouldn't smell like melted uh, plastic. That's no, when you lost your hard drive. I really
1: am proud of like the stuff that I'm putting out so far. And I would love your support if you wanted to go check it out. I also am um, posting the podcast there. So you could just bookmark my Podcast page on the website, and you'll know when a new podcast comes yeah, out. Yeah, maybe you click that link.
0: Maybe Tasha has nude photos on there too. If you need any uh, <laughs> enticement to go to her, they're like, "What's it called?" We are TanahTravels dot Look really hard. You might find some in there. Did you find a chubby Dave after eight five days of Thai rice? Boy, that didn't work out well for me. Um, yeah. So, and along with that, if anyone wants any uh, bonus content, uh, our home is over at pat- er, patreon.com slash the sap. P a t r e o n dot com slash t h e s a p. What I love about this the solo or the private patreon episodes is i get to play music on spotify and kind of be more of like a dj i don't have to deal with licensing issues so i can just have fun play my new favorite songs rant with people sometimes i'll just turn the mic on my lav mic and take the dog for a walk and yell at people uh it's it's a uh, it's it's been a couple years now that we've done the patreon and it's just it's honestly just been a great tool it's it's paid for all of our lighting and camera and uh uh, uh roadcaster pro products so um uh, everyone who's been a member of the Patreon, either you're a current member or you've donated in the past, it is uh, not uh, without amazing amounts of gratitude that I really do thank you. Um, every time we do get a new Patreon member, I get this cool alert and it's like this Pavlovian. I just get excited. I get excited when you know this, Tasha, from when you've seen um, days when I made $3 on YouTube. Getting a five dollar donation uh, last year's bachelor recap videos. I remember someone like Venmoed me three dollars. You know? Yeah, I was super excited. And then you get a day on YouTube where I had a day, a couple days, a couple of weeks ago. I talked about this on the Patreon and shared the numbers. But I had like three or four days in a row. What do those numbers say? I think four days in a row that I hit four hundred dollar ad revenue. And again, that stopped. I made ten bucks today. It stopped. <laughs> it's a global pandemic, but it was cool to see some videos take off and be able to to be like, okay, there's the there's the, um, sort of sample of what can happen. Now let's keep working.
1: Yeah. Like a small, uh, little breadcrumb, uh, encouragement to keep going like a reward, like, Oh, all this hard work that you have been putting in is finally starting to pay off. And it sounds uh,
0: very, it sounds very basic to say that. But as I told you on our hike earlier, I mean, I told my buddy chaining this, I was like, man, Oh, I, I outperformed Tasha for a week. I felt good. <laughs> I felt like a guy. I felt like I was doing because so much of what we do, so much of what I do with stand-up comedy and writing, you know, it's it's all iceberg stuff. You, none of that sh- stuff. You're not, the profits in all the hard work and the sweat equity and all the things that you're doing in 10 years in screen actor skill. I mean, there isn't much. I've got a couple little things I'm proud about, but there's a lot that I can't really be like, did it. And it's nice to 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 have some fruits of the labor, as you will. But anyway, we're at an hour. Tasha's at Tasha Courtney on Instagram. Mm-hmm. we are to dot travels.com yes please come
1: check out the blog leave me i thought i turned on comments but i i'm not sure that it's actually working i've been doing a lot of like back end stuff on the website trying to optimize it um and get it on ranked on google search but yeah please come check it out read a few blogs and leave me some comments i and would really
0: appreciate it tasha's in charge of our instagram at the dot sap so go over there we both post there but tasha's running the ship and i'm at D. Niels d-n-e-a-l-z uh if anyone needs a good laugh you can Uh, find my stand-up comedy playlist on YouTube. It's been a while since I've told a joke live. I think I forgot how to do it. Uh, But um, hopefully, sooner or later, we can get out of this mess and be better for it. So, that was the episode. Bye, everybody. The S.A.